Blog Talk Radio. Davina Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits, The Dreams Come True with the Right Mindset. And today's presentation is why self-worth matters and how to recognize and improve it. So, self-worth is a sensitive topic and a very important one at the least. And unlike other equally sensitive and important topics like religion and politics, the majority of the population lack the fundamental knowledge and convictions that suit it. Self-worth matters not just because it sounds cool to say, I know my self-worth, but because it determines how you think and act, which ultimately influences the outcome of our life. Now, before I really get into it, a lot of things go into self-worth and how you see it. The influence of when you talk about nature versus nurture, if both things or in alignment where they're supportive, or both things can be in alignment where they're negative, it really affects how you see yourself. And it can be, if you think about the, I'm okay, I'm not okay. I'm okay, you're not okay. You're not okay, I'm okay. There's four quadrants. It's I'm okay, you're okay. Number one, I'm okay, you're not okay. Number two, I'm not okay, you're okay. Number three, and number four is I'm not okay and you're not okay. And when you think of those four quadrants, think about where you fall. Think about the messages that you're being given because those messages are the ones that determine and affect how you see your self-worth. So what is self-worth? When you ask people what they think self-worth is, the answer you're most likely to get is self-worth is about how I feel about myself. That is, it is about me loving myself. They are right in this sense, but they will start realizing the issue with their understanding of what self-worth is when you inquire why, what yardstick do they base that love on? Why do they love themselves? Or what makes them love themselves? While it might look simple, 
on the surface? This can be a tricky question to answer. So I'll use a little example to explain. Imagine two young men. Let me call the first John and the second Sam. John is an affluent businessman worth lots of money, cars, and ladies around him. What Sam is is a minimalist and an artist who vagabonds and makes just enough money to stay out of the streets. Sam also has no girlfriend or any friends, really. He simply goes about making art. Yet, surprisingly, John is a whole lot dissatisfied with his life. In fact, he, most of the time, battles with imposter syndrome because he feels he doesn't deserve the company his dad left him. And he is beginning to get sick and tired of all the ladies constantly flocking around him, seeking to take selfies in his new car, utterly ignoring him while at this. To John, everyone around him only cares about the things that he has but lacks any real value or respect for him. So he doubts his own self-worth. You see now when we're talking about the nature versus nurture, whereas what people value and how they value and what they see in something, and is that your true self-worth, what you able to accumulate or how you feel about yourself? On the other hand, Sam is having the time of his life to Sam the arts and travels or what he lives for. Sam knows that he has a lot of art <coughs> and creativity to offer the world. In fact, he knows that the few clients and fans that he is able to garner all value him and think he is a special gift to the world. So even though Sam struggles to make it through each week, he feels very much important and thinks he is very, very much valuable. From the illustration above, it is easy to see where the fault lies with most people's definition of self-worth, while the knee-jerk definition self-worth or value is wrongly tied to external events and objects. The true definition of self-worth is rather internal and intrinsic. People who have healthy sense of self-worth don't love themselves because of external metrics like grades, income, physical appearance, status, or title. Occupation, age, social media following, number of real-life friends, or any other external factor that is any other factor 
that is subject to other people's perception and judgment or opinion. People who have healthy sense of self-worth base their love on the fact that they are simply humans, lovable and valuable despite their imperfections and shortcomings. Meaning that before we really get into some other things about it, we also want to show you that when it comes to self-worth, it's how you see yourself, how you value yourself. And, you know, I think so much of the world function based on advertising they see on TV, based on the things that they're hearing around them, instead of recognizing that you are who you are because of what you feel about yourself inside yourself. And understanding that is the best way to help you understand how to deal with self-worth. People who have a healthy sense of self-worth base their love on the fact that they are simply humans, lovable and valuable, despite their imperfections and shortcomings. Remember this, we all have shortcomings. None of us are perfect. A person with a healthy self-worth believes that they, as individuals, have a lot to offer. And even if they are not able to measure up to others in a competition, in essence, they do not base their value on comparison, but on their own intrinsic value as humans. Remember this, each of us are unique. Each of us has something different that makes us different. I can tell you this, growing up with a disability during a time when society didn't even recognize its disability community, it, it in a way that what I'm able to do because of the things that I was not given the opportunities to do shows me that I have a lot more self-worth than what other people are giving me credit for. So while this might sound like self-delusion as best and narcissism at worst, it is none of those. It is not about becoming self-centered, but realizing that you as a valuable, as the next person, despite having a different upbringing, status, or anything else in life, children get this. Kids know that they are valuable, and knowing this, they love themselves, which then pushes them to do and be more despite the odds. They believe they can do and be anything. They also value other kids likewise. Now, before we get in, how we see ourselves is really what we're talking about here. Because once you get into school and you start hearing what other people say about you, then all of a sudden things start to change. So understanding that and understanding where you come from 
really is going to help you when building self-worth. The problem with defining self-worth is based on anything external, that those measures are extremely precarious. Though undesirable, you likely might at one point or another in your life lose your job, go broke, lose friends, lose status, and lose fans, grow old, or experience something similar. What then happens when any of these those happen? Do you become less worthy or valuable? This is the problem with being with basing self-worth on anything external, even if it is something that you're extremely proud of. Love for oneself needs to be built on a firm foundation. And that is why self-worth should simply be about you and not what you measure up to, not what other people consider to be success or failure. Why is self-worth important? Self-worth is very important for a many different reasons. The thing is, if someone doesn't love themselves, then they won't be motivated to take care of themselves or even accomplish much. In extreme cases, a lack of rigid self-worth can lead to anxiety, addiction, relationship issues, depression, and even suicide. When people don't value themselves, they tend to distract themselves with substances, don't go out to compete, and also sabotage themselves when they eventually succeed. In relationships, people with low self-worth tend to compensate by going for people who they think can do things that they feel they can't. They become dependent, or they look for someone who appears inferior to them, which helps them solve their ego with the knowledge that someone is beneath them. Any of both combinations lead to toxic relationships. In the professional life, people with good self-worth often take time to do tasks because they believe in their knowledge, skill, and capacity to learn on how to solve unanticipated problems. While those who lack this self-worth would decline, sometimes fearing that they may not measure up or might embarrass themselves. In general, people with healthy self-worth understand that they are flawed but love themselves nonetheless, which means that they are realistic about their expectations both to themselves and to others and don't mind failing. Remember, you're always going to fail, but if you use that as a learning experience instead of looking at it as a failure, then that's part of self-worth as well. 
they are not delusional, but are rather able to separate their worth from results, results which are most items out of the total control. How to improve your self-worth. Improving self-worth is all about one, two, punch of unconditional love and doing your best, especially in activities that you love. Improving self-worth for kids can be as simple as experiencing unconditional love towards them and giving them the room to try to fail and try again till they succeed. It is about letting the kid know that the result doesn't dent their work and still giving them the push and motivation to take on more tasks by themselves. For adults, it can be as little or more complicated. This is because people who struggle with self-worth at an older age are those who have experienced a lot of conditional love, setbacks, and restrictions earlier in their life when this means is that they have a lot of unwinding to do. First task is in building the unconditional self-love. What And the first thing that you need to realize is that loving yourself is as simple as transferring the amount of care and attention that you would give to your best friend, to yourself. It means cutting off the negative self-talk and encouraging yourself with positive affirmations that are believable to you. See and treat yourself. It means that you love to trust yourself and your decisions along the way. You have to love yourself enough to accept that your decisions and actions were the best choices that you could make based on your current disposition. This is a crucial because when others decide for us, we feel out of control and less important. Therefore, we must learn to decide and stick and sit with our decisions. So remember, it's all up to you. It's up to you to decide how you see yourself and how you want to be seen by the people around you. In a nutshell, you can start improving your feeling of self-worth by engaging in positive affirmations, accepting compliments, stopping the habit of self-criticism and self-loathing, stay away from toxic people and keeping track of your achievements and accomplishments. Doing all of these will eventually improve your self-worth over time. But if you still struggle with seeing your self-worth, then you might want to consider signing up for therapy. And you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com.